podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Um, John, let's shift gears. The offseason program as a whole, you're going to have a piece going up on SportsRadio610.com with 10 things that you learned from the Texans offseason program. Uh, do you care to go Costco here and give us some samples of what we could see in that piece there? Sure. Uh, I do have up one up uh, on Monday morning mm-hmm. about what a disaster the Astros have become. We'll get to them, I promise. Yeah. Losing two, Having two four-game losing streaks in 13 days. Yeah. And uh, the thing about the 10, I'm going to do one uh, this week in which 10 that we learned from off-season program, and then I'm going to do one later as training camp gets closer, saying 10 things they need to accomplish in uh, training camp and preseason. And one of the things that stands out to me is the most important player on the team, C.J. Stroud, is how hard he works. He's a football fanatic. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe they just don't talk about this, but other quarterbacks do it that they talk he talks to the defensive players and the defensive coaches uh, to ask questions as well as his teammates on offense and of course Bobby Slowick the offensive coordinator and Rod Johnson the quarterback's coach so his eagerness to learn and and devote so much time to learning Slowick's system mm-hmm. that's the thing that is that has stood out to me and 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 listening to players praise him and his knowledge and that eagerness. The the cross sport comparison that I made to CJ Stroud, and maybe it's maybe the timeliness of this one isn't great considering how poorly the Astros are playing. Although this guy had a good game yesterday, I suppose. He reminds me a lot of Alex Bregman, uh, in that, you know, Bregman is the guy, John, that when they win the World Series a few years, not last year, but a few years ago, the big joke was that Alex Bregman. They got done doing all the champagne and they all said Alex Bregman was in a batting cage the next day. You know, Bregman is kind of the guy who's sort of the baseball gym rat, kind of the junkie, you know, about baseball. And I get that same vibe off of C.J. Stroud. Like C.J. Stroud strikes me as a guy who they win the Super Bowl, they get off of the floats, and then the next day he's doing footwork drills somewhere to get ready for the next season. Yeah, they, um, uh, everybody's fired up about Stroud. He's going to have his ups and downs, yeah. and he's going to make a lot of mistakes, whereas Will Anderson, his mistakes, he's going to make them, but they're not going to be as noticeable as mm-hmm. as a quarterback's will. So those top two picks, uh, they're, they could both be outstanding. Maybe not the first year. Remember, J.J. wasn't outstanding as a rookie. He had, I think, five and a half sacks. Yeah. It wasn't until the playoff victory over Cincinnati when the J.J. Watt phenomenon was born. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's true. Um, You got any other nuggets you want to give the people, John, that they might find in that article? Yeah, a lot of people worried about Laramie Tunsil missing all that time again. But watching him out there, and he's he's like putting your foot in a a comfortable house shoe. He just slips right in. And he doesn't miss a beat. 
Now, he's a great pass protector. He's not a great run blocker. I think I, – I, I can't figure out how this is going to work. Stroud did not have the left side of the line. And he may not add his center because Quisenberry's not going to be starting. Eventually, it's going to be Juice Scruggs. So the center, left guard, and left tackle weren't there at all together starting. But they're going to, you know, we don't know when Kenyon Green's coming back. But Tunsil, he's the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. He's the safest bet that anybody can, can have about a player who's going to do well. And the other one was Derek Stingley, Jr., a lot of people around the country said, oh, that guy's not as good as Sauce Gardner, and he wasn't, even though he was taken ahead of him. But he's going to be used differently. And he looks like he's hit a weight program, and he's gotten stout. Mm-hmm. And I was watching him one time run down the sideline, man coverage. I can't remember which receiver it was, but it was a fast one. And he stuck with him in the past the last minute. He leaped, and he knocked the ball away. And his teammates came over and patted him on the back because they know that's why he was drafted. He looks, he looks because he's healthy and he's put on weight, which makes him stronger. He looks like a big time player. Yeah. Knock on wood with that health thing with Derek Stingley Jr. for sure. Um, all right. So, John, we'll be able to see that article up on sportsradio610.com. They want to get the other seven or eight things that you learned from the Texans offseason program. That'll be going up this week. Yes, it will. All right, good stuff. We're looking forward to that for sure. Um, all right, before we get to some for real or fugazis, let's mix in some Astros talk here. As John just mentioned, as we record this, they're in the midst of their second four-game losing streak in the last two weeks. And they had a real opportunity to make some headway in the AL West, John, with the, the Rangers have not had a great week either. And the Astros actually find themselves further behind the Rangers than they were when this stretch of poor Rangers baseball started uh recently in fact the astros for the first time in a long time uh find them at this juncture in the season find themselves in third place in the al west now that we're on youtube i can show what i think about them without i was wondering what you were doing i'm holding my nose because they stink i was wondering when you were gonna ask what i was doing john i was looking down at my paper and i looked up i'm like does john have a bloody nose like well i thought maybe you thought you had a nosebleed or something was john gouging away on there and he has a bloody nose now so yeah the way they're blowing leads they're and the yes they have injuries (laughs) i detail all their injuries in that column on sports radio 610.com but that's not the problem the, because blowing a lead like that and they they and getting swept by the Reds, even though the Reds are red hot, it's inexcusable because their best players are not producing. Uh, you look at the bullpen. Rafael Montero's been terrible. Ryan Stanek's been oh. terrible. They were terrific last year. Yeah. Ryan Presley had given up runs in three games in a row. Cost Fromber and Christian Javier great outings, and he he did come back against the Reds and pitch a good inning. Phil Maton has been their best reliever, and he got shelled by yeah. the Reds, but he bounced back with a good inning on on Sunday. And then looking at the hitters, all these Jose Abreu defenders, it's laughable because he has a couple of good weeks, but overall he's still been a big disappointment, and and. He has not generated any consistency. He's awful on Sunday. Jeremy Pena is not the player he was at the end of last year when he was MVP of the ALCS and the World Series. Bregman is about on the pace he had last year 
for home runs and, RB, and RBIs, but less on his average. And Kyle Tucker last year, 30 homers, 107 RBIs, hit 257. He's way under the pace of both of those, but he's hitting 285, and his on-base percentage is up. But and, and Altuve has only played 20 games. Yeah. And I, some things I don't understand that Dusty Baker does. Yiner Diaz has four hits last week, not playing the next day. Altuve, four hits, not playing the next day. Okay. I For a guy like Diaz who, who needs confidence, and I know you tweeted this, and I did too, that kid's got to be in the lineup. Got He's to. red hot. Got to. You got him and Corey Jules and even Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick and especially Mauricio Dubon. Those guys are doing as well as they can do. I don't blame J.P. France, Brandon Belak, or Ronel Blanco. They wouldn't even be in a rotation if it wasn't for the injuries. But the players who have been good have to be good again consistently. It's their worst record for 72 games since 2016 last time they didn't make the playoffs. And do you know the last time the Rangers had a record better than this and what they did and what year that was? Uh, twenty. The last time they had a record better than this, 2016. They won That's the right. that year. Yeah. They're, they had a 70. They played 71 games. Yeah. And the last time they had a better record was 16 when they won the division while the Astros were watching on big flat screen TV. Yeah, so, <laughs> like that. I yeah. don't know. The Rangers are, you know, they got within three and a half, stunk it up against the Reds, yeah. five and a half. The Angels are ahead of them. The Mariners are three games behind. At this point, Sean, all we can say for sure is they're not going to finish in last place in the AOS. No, that's impossible. Yeah, no, they could, John, you and I, they could put you and I as a double play combination. They're still going to finish ahead of the A's. All right, I'm about I'm about to post this. We're going to do some for real or Fugazi's rapid fire style in a second. But, John, I just want to get your quick answer to the question I'm about to put up on Twitter on a pender poll. For Astro fans, who do you most blame for the team's slow start? The four choices, the players, crane bag, interim GM, Dusty Baker, Dana Brown. Uh, the players. D Dana Brown didn't get here quick enough yeah. to get any blame. It's the players because of the reasons I just gave. Their best players who are healthy are not producing the way they have. Yep, agreed. I'm, I'm with you. To me, it's players. I think there's blame to go around for everybody. Yes, least of all Dana Brown. Like Dana Brown is going to – Dana Brown's going to spend more time fixing the problems that Crane Bag interim GM created this year than actually being able to go out and forge his own, forge his own, uh, his own path with this team. So one of the things that the Braves did when he was there, they give long-term contracts for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They do things that the uh, Astros don't do. I wonder. Kyle Tucker's hitting uh, two eighty-five compared to two fifty-seven last year, and even though he's not on a pace for thirty homers and one hundred seven RBIs. Yeah, I, I wondered if they had paid him the extra two and a half million to avoid arbitration because he came in, he was unhappy. Would he be better? But uh, I'm guessing no. I'd love to see what Tucker could do all the time hitting behind Alvarez and maybe put put Pena behind him and dump a Brayu. You know, they, they have a great record when Pena bats two, but they're not batting two. Yeah, I don't understand. And, and Bregman's a great cleanup hitter. I, like I was saying when, I, when, when when Altuve was out earlier in the year, I'm like, man, they just need to get Altuve back, get Pena in the two, Bregman in the four, where everybody's comfortable, and obviously Altuve leading off. 
and um, and Dusty did that for a little while. Both guys were hitting, and then he starts moving them around. I don't, I don't. Dusty might be second on the list, honestly, the way these lineups have been. Um, all right, so I just put that up on Twitter, and um, that poll: who's the most to blame for the Astros' slow start? 